It's a Tome of All Dooms RPG Day catch-up session for sometime in the middle of August. Today's words are... Stack, message, and rest. So stack is a tough word, and the only thing I can come up with at the moment is uh, stack like a stack of blocks. Uh, specifically, um, you can use a Jenga tower to play a horror game called Dread that I've had some pretty decent success with. Um, the tower is used, you, the players have to pull blocks from the tower and place them back on top of the blocks, on top of the tower, just like regular Jenga. Uh, if the tower falls, though, the character who's doing the pulling at that time dies. And there's a mechanic for resetting the tower and doing um, pulling extra blocks to make the tension, keep the tension going throughout the game. And it's an interesting game mechanic um, for for keeping tension in the game. And, and like I said, it's, it's a pretty good, um, it's a pretty neat thing. It's kind of a one-trick pony, however. I don't think I'd really run a long-term game of it. Um, but it, for a short-term horror game, it's done really well. It also helps that a friend of mine gave me uh, a Jenga tower that's made out of these blocks that are literally like an inch by an inch by like six inches long. So they're they're very, um, I'll say impressive, they're very, very large and when you put them out on the table um, they're, they're, they're kind of imposing and then when the tower collapses it always makes a, a, a loud noise and that's always good especially in a con uh, room. So I've had good luck running that game in various scenarios. It does take a little getting used to though because the characters are done kind of long form. Um, there's not really a set of stats, there's just a set of narratives for each of the characters. So it's almost like um, a GMing um, by essay, which takes a little getting used to. But that's, that's all I got for stack. Well maybe the word you were looking for was impactful. There you go. The size of the Jenga tower, it is huge. <laughs> I remember when you brought it home and I thought, alrighty, <laughs> I might wear my earmuffs if we play Jenga with that. <laughs> yeah, that my um, confession there though is while I run that game and I enjoy that game, I, I don't particularly like to play that game because I, I, and it's not that I don't like horror games, I just don't like the stress of having to make pulls at the Jenga table tower. Um, yeah, so. I, it probably feels about like it felt when I played softball and every time I was up at bat I always messed up and struck out and it was a lot of pressure to be athletic when I was not an athletic person. Ride a horse? Sure. Do the actual stuff on my own feet? No. <laughs> yeah, probably something about that. It's just the, the tension of sitting there watching that tower get uh, taller and taller it also doesn't help that a good friend of mine was very, very good at Jenga, and uh, I always had to make him pull extra pieces uh, just to make things fair. So that it is one thing where, it's also an interesting game because it's one thing where manual dexterity of the players actually comes into play, which you don't see a whole lot, and it's probably for the best because uh, gamers, as gamers, we don't, we don't tend to be terribly dexterous, I don't think. Mm. Well, I don't have a whole lot to say about stack. The first thing that came to mind for me was being at Dexcon last year and seeing the guy who's the vendor, what is his name, Jim Crocker. He has a podcast that I don't remember the name of. Jim Likes Games. That's his company. 
Okay. But his podcast is about games that he has played. He hasn't put an episode out in quite a while now that I've seen. But anyway, uh, I just remember being dazzled by the stacks of metallic dice that were made out of like precious stones and actual metal and thinking to myself, if I ever bought one of those, I would never use it because it's too beautiful. But he had, uh, like, he took this big box out and he put these stacks of them out on the table as he was setting each one out because they were all unique. It was like literally a whole table of just gorgeous dice that I thought I would probably spend more time sitting in the quiet just touching them than I would ever spend rolling them. Oh my. <laughs> okay, that's all I have about stacks. Message actually brought to mind a text message that I sent Jeff when he was at a gaming convention in the middle of GMing a game, as a matter of fact, when I was having a big old meltdown <laughs> over some stuff that had been going on. I was incredibly sleep deprived. I was running on about three hours of sleep and dealing with my granddaughter and her sister and poor Jeff is sitting there unsuspecting running his game things are going well and all of a sudden he gets a text from me and I'm like when you get to a stopping point can you call me which I'm sure did not sound like it would have sounded if I had actually said it which would have sounded like when you get to a stopping point can you please call me because I was a freaking mess <laughs> how is that for faking freaking out dear <laughs> I felt so bad for him later because he called me and I I'm not sure you could even understand some of what I said because yeah. I was so I was just like freaked out and venting and I was home alone actually our youngest son was with him at that con so it was just me taking care of the two girls and you know a crisis happened while they were away and I was like no don't come home I can handle it and I think it would have been okay if I would have gotten enough sleep, but running on three hours of sleep and then having my parents flare up. I, I can't remember if I talked about it on my podcast, but the details don't matter. What matters is that my husband was very calm and supportive and wonderful. And I felt really bad because I was like, I hope I did not ruin his game. And he did tell me later that I did not. But I was like, well, that is one way to um, get the focus off stress about GMing, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it helped that I was like six hours away at a convention and would have been a long drive back, you know, to help out. And so, you know, there wasn't a ton that I could do except listen and be supportive. But uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. It made for uh, an interesting game. <laughs> well, and you did offer multiple times to come back and I kept saying no. I mean, it, if you would have come back, there wasn't really anything he could do. I, I'm it was just me dealing with the kids and their cousins while their grand other grandmother was in the hospital and she ended up dying so it was a really stressful time but but even if you'd been here I mean other than caring for the animals that was probably the hardest part was coming back and caring for the animals when we got home late from the hospital and all that but even then I mean I figured it out it wasn't you know a big deal but I just when I saw that word that was the first thing I thought of <laughs> Okay, your turn. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. I'll go with something a little more, um, a little more upbeat. I guess is that um, today finally Anchor patched their app for Android again, and this time the favorites button is back. And 
so you can find your favorite podcasts again and you can send them messages, which is kind of the key to the whole thing and why we're even doing podcasting in the beginning about games and other stuffs. Because um, I found this thing like January of 2019, I think it was, and um, kind of got hooked into it and... Um, yeah, and, and so, I mean, Anchor certainly is not, it's a fine, it's fine enough for publishing. The, the Android app is not great for listening. Um, it has lots of, of weirdnesses and edge cases. The thing that it does best is allow you to send messages to people. And when it couldn't really, you couldn't even find the podcasts to do that, um, I'm sure it, it cut down on the messages quite a lot. But it's really the, the killer app for Anchor, even though it's not a great app to begin with, is this the message thing, and I think everybody who does their stuff on Anchor knows that. And I do certainly love to get messages about stuff, uh, and that's always been fun. Yep, I know that I think I only sent two messages while that button was gone, because I ended up having to add the podcasts to my podcatcher, and then, which I had been saying I was going to do forever. But it is a hassle to then have to go and open Anchor. It will be much easier now because I can just go to favorites and quickly find podcasts. But I would have to search by the name. And if you've ever tried to use the search in Anchor, it's not what I would call intuitively smart. It, uh, what is the word for a good search engine? It's the opposite of that. <laughs> well, I mean, also, I mean, uh, Anchor gaming podcasts aren't typically named things that <laughs> are, make it easy to search on them. Right, um, but like if I put in, uh, for example, let's say if I was looking for your podcast and I put in Tome of All, it may not find you. And right. I'm going to guess there's not a whole lot of Anchor podcasts that begin with Tome of All. So I, I did find that frustrating, I will say. But, you know, if I want to leave a message, gosh darn it, I will find that podcast and leave a message because I'm stubborn like that. So I did leave a couple messages. Yep. Yeah. All right, so that's message. All right. All right, so rest. Um, the first thing I thought about when I hear the word rest is obviously all of the rest mechanics in all of the games, which basically amount to your characters um, replenishing their their whatever hit points, their healing potions, their carousing, their whatever they're going to do. And um, it's just never, in most of the games I've played, that's never been really compelling. It's always something you had to do because... Otherwise, you ran out of resources, um, so it was a resource management strategy, and it wasn't um, wasn't super interesting. I didn't really find a game that made it interesting um, until we started playing our Uncharted Worlds game, because in Uncharted Worlds um, there is a move um, that uh, that you use um, called Cramped Quarters, and Cramped Quarters. You can use it any time that uh, the characters are going to be together for an extended period of time on the spaceship doing a journey. And what it does is it says, you know, roll some dice. And depending on the result, either uh, a, a relationship develops in the positive between two people or the relationship develops in the negative between two people. Um, yeah, I think the exact text is uh, tell someone how they hurt your feelings. 
Right. I think is what it says because I thought, wow, that is really an interesting way to develop story. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing about the move is when you when you take the move, you have to say who you're going to to, to um, who your character is going to interact with on this move um, prior to rolling the dice. So you don't know. You can say, oh, uh, uh, Alice is going to to. Uh, you know, define their relationship better with Bob, but you don't know, but Alice doesn't know when she rolls, whether it's going to be a positive, a negative, or just kind of a middle of the road type of thing. And all of it generates story, and all of it generates some kind of backstory usually too about things that happen between characters. Um, and I love that move. I think uh, of all of the things that, in, that, was in, that were in Uncharted Worlds, that move is the thing that I've stolen and used in other games occasionally. And I'm seeing that pop up uh, more now. I think I just I saw it in Rust Hulks and a couple other any games with long um, journey mechanics. And there's something similar in uh, in Fellowship called Undertake a Perilous Journey, I believe, but not quite as exact. But yeah, that uh, that's the best Rust mechanic I've ever come up on. Well, when I was thinking about rest, my first thought was I'm just going to say that I look forward to getting through the rest of the list of words because I haven't actually played a game that involved a rest mechanic other than that Uncharted Worlds game. And I think that move was awesome or that that um, mechanism was awesome. I, I thought it added to the story. Um, the people that we were playing with uh, had fun with it. You know, that game was an amazing mix of fun and drama and touching and and I really I enjoyed it immensely uh, but the other thing that I want to say is if you have not listened to the I'm right you're welcome episode about rest I you know uh, Nate is a really good musician I have to say or should I say Nate's nephew and his friend are good musicians uh, there's a lot of good music on that podcast but that episode in that episode his nephew and his friend steal his phone and delete his episode and put their music over top of it and it's I that podcast is not only is it funny and educational it also the music in it is just wonderful not recommended for people with little or no imagination if brain cramping occurs please see your doctor